0: Good evening, all. We are live. Welcome to a special, special edition of The Way with Noah and the Louisa Project 2027. Michael Redwine will be joining me momentarily from Alabama. I am here from Atlanta, and we are joined by Billy Easton, Executive Director of the Alliance for Quality Education from New York. How are you doing this evening?
1: Really great, and I'm really honored to be here. I know it's very exciting to be- uh,
0: Welcome to a special- I appreciate you so much for joining us. Um, thank you again for 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 contacting, responding to my initial excited. You know, I was really hoping that we would our first conversation would be kind of on a different uh, footing, but I think it's actually really a, a good setting for the conversation that we're going to have. Obviously, about the work you guys are doing in New York, and 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 your recent report that just came out. But let's just just for a moment, just you know, like today, um, you know, uh, Betsy DeVos was was confirmed uh, Secretary of Education. There's a lot of fe- there's a lot of interesting feelings um, amongst parents and teachers, in particular, community members, other folks uh, uh, about her confirmation process. I mean, big picture, it, it, it's 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 catastrophic. But what does this actually mean for people like at the local level? What does this mean for the work that's being done? What does it mean for I mean, in your opinion, from your experience, what what is this really? I mean, is is the sky really falling in education after today? You know,
1: here is one thing we have to remember. Okay, I mean, Betsy DeVos is an absolute disaster. Let me be very clear about that. Uh, I'm not sure she's any worse than Donald Trump, though. Um, uh, I think that uh, one thing we have to remember is the federal government. Um, uh it does not play as large a role in education as state and local governments do Mm -hmm. um so you know it's we we can't have we have to be very concerned about betsy devos but we also have to keep our eyes on the ball in our local states and local communities we have to look at all levels that's one of the things that's complicated about education is that every level of government does have an impact Um, right you know but i think that the, the thing that people have to do um we have to pay attention the federal government can have a big impact on the overall direction. Okay. So um, we, they may push, they're talking about pushing a a, a shift uh, towards much more privatization, taking money out of our public schools, money that's intended for low income students and using that to, um, to, to uh, subsidize private schools. uh, And that would really have a, a disastrous impact. They 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 dress it up nice because they say, oh, it's going to help every kid have an opportunity. But what it's going to do is undermine uh, our local public schools and communities, and and in, in the poorest and neediest communities, um, and especially uh, it's going to be in rural areas across the state, mm-hmm. uh, country, but also in 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 our urban areas in black and brown communities. It's really going to have a disastrous impact if they're able to move their agenda ahead. So we have we have to we have to fight back against that.
0: And what are some from your, from again, so, you know, Alliance and Quality Education, what are some ways that we can fight back at the state and local? I think what you just said is so crucial because that really is a message that not that people haven't paid attention to it, but it has not been paid enough attention. We are so focused on the federal. We have been so focused on presidential elections, reclaiming lost seats, which are, which are important, but we've lost so much footing in many areas at the state and local level as well. And even when we have friendly, you know, supposedly friendly people in office to our causes we still have issues what are some ways people can engage locally um if if, for example in the area of education
1: sure well um you know so first it's really important for people to band together to work with uh for parents and community members to come together and work uh collectively to try to improve our schools um And uh, then we have to look at uh, issues of how schools are funded. That's a big issue that we work a lot on. Uh, That's not the only issue. But to understand school funding is one of the important parts because you can't, there's not a lot of changes you can make that are needed without the money. Okay. Um, So the school funding in general, the federal government provides about 10 cents out of every education dollar, so only only one out of uh, ten dollars they're 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 providing. The vast majority of the funding comes from the state and from local property taxes. Okay, from state government and local property taxes. So um, you know, one of the things we focus on is is parents organizing to demand more money from the state. Um, but you also need at the local level to make sure that schools are using those resources they have well. That uh, particularly um, that, you know, a lot of the things we focus on is uh, issues that relate to the type of education. Is it really uh, meeting the needs of students in, uh, in, in particularly urban, large, and small cities? Um, is it, is it uh, are they providing, you know, many students need, um, and families uh, benefit from added supports, social workers, guidance counselors. Uh, there is inequity in funding but then there's uh what goes along with that is inequity in the opportunities in terms of the curriculum that's available higher quality curriculum in in wealthier communities um there is uh you know less opportunities for art and music um so to demand those things um and to organize uh, around other issues as well there's many other issues like one of the ones we work on is a school to prison pipeline which relates to school suspensions and the push out of students so there's a whole range of important areas one of the things to keep in mind there's a sort of myth that we don't we don't know how to solve all these education problems they're too big um, it's not true we actually have a lot of research that shows us what does work we're just not doing it
0: <laughs> well, if we know what's wrong, why aren't we doing it? Like what, if it's, if it's, if we know it's there, then why aren't people, why, why do we keep having these recreations and, and new methods and, and, and new strategies, you know, put upon kids, teachers, organizers, etc. Well, you know, a
1: lot of it has to do with uh, the political system and mm. who it's designed to protect, you know, Betsy DeVos, Uh, wants to make sure that there's gonna be uh, the chance to have guns in schools to protect kids against grizzly bears, okay? Uh, But we gotta think about who the real grizzly bears in our world are. You know, we have these huge uh, uh, conservative, often hedge fund managers and other uh, big donors who are trying to sort of buy up our political process and part of that is buying up our education system. So some of it is driven by opportunities for profits, and some of it is just driven by ideological belief in in, in uh trying to apply free market principles, run our schools like we run like Wall Street runs its business, um, and uh, and some of it relies uh, on you know one of the biggest things is that they don't want to pay the taxes that are necessary, you know, to to actually fund our schools. So when they have the message of, well, it's not about the money, which is one thing our governor, Andrew Cuomo, has uh, said frequently. He's say it's not about the money. Whose kids are they really talking about, mm-hmm. you know? They're not really talking about your, your wealthy suburban communities that are full of people who look like me, you know? Uh, they're talking about um, urban communities. You know, they're talking about small rural areas, too, where there's a lot less funding, and uh, guess what? When there's less money, there's less opportunity, and guess what? The research actually shows that when you spend more money, it is the biggest predictor that you will increase student success. So that's one of the big problems. Uh, so they don't wanna spend the money. They wanna you know, push a whole privatization agenda politically. It's not just unique to education, of course. Mm-hmm. They wanna create opportunities for, for profits in the system. Um, it's a big, it's a whole lot of money, It's going into education. So they want to look at it as an industry that they can extract money from. Um, So there are all of these problems. And then they want to run things in a kind of regimented way where we we bottom line kids in schools, Mm -hmm. just like you would bottom line Wall Street companies. So the way you do that is you make everything about the test score. Everything is measurable. Well, not everything in education is meant to be measured.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I see we've been joined by Michael Redwine of the louisa Project 2027. How are you doing this evening?
2: I'm doing all right. And know how are you?
0: Good, good, good. Safe drive home.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm safe and I don't know what okay, happened.
0: Okay, well, I'm glad you know, you're safe.
2: You know how that goes. You, you, know, you haul the traffic and then you get there. Well, I know you live in Atlanta. You gotta know this. You see all this traffic, then all this, what happened? There's no there's no no broken glass, no nothing. But in any event, I'm here. Uh Billy, it's nice to nice to see you online. It's great to see
1: you too, Michael. I'm glad glad you were able to to, to make it through the traffic there and then and, the, and everything.
2: <laughs> me too, me too. It's only Huntsville, Alabama. It shouldn't be this bad, but you know, it's a it's a growing it I guess a mid-sized city. Yeah, absolutely. So we right, were well,
0: just we were just talking a little bit, just to recap for you, we we're just talking a little bit about, you know, just the decision today and just kind of some things that are going on at the state and local level, how people can mm-hmm. get involved. We haven't really gotten to the meat and potatoes yet. I was saving that for, for you to join us.
2: Appreciate so. it. Appreciate. <laughs> All right. I, I, was, I was just listening to a little bit of what Billy was saying about how um, education has become an, an extractive in- industry, you know, much like, um, mm-hmm. much like um, you know, uh, mineral mining and oil, you know, oil extraction. And <clears throat> I think we have to be very, very, very careful about how we view um, our resources, whether that be people, whether that be uh, what we have in the ground or, or our air and our water and but it seems like this the only it seems like the only thing left is the, these extractive industries. You know, services are supposed to do positive things for people. That's supposed to be the role of services, but it doesn't seem doesn't seem to be what the goal is here. <clears throat> I'm sorry, you guys go ahead and where 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 are we now? I'm sorry, I just want to throw that out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we were just bringing it, you know we were tying it in. I wanted to just start turning now to talk to start talking about AQE just a little brief, okay. a little bit about what you guys do and then the report. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So just like I just want to kind of bring it in So we've been talking about, you know, a lot of the hysteria that is happening right now. Right. And and it's not it's not that, you know, it's not that people should not be concerned. We most definitely need people to be concerned. We most definitely need people to be enraged and stuff, but then we need people to act. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. the Alliance for Quality Education in New York, you know, you were saying that you guys work around more of like school funding equity issues, correct?
1: Sure. That's our number one issue, but we work on other issues as well. But that's okay. our number one issue. Um, so what we have is, you know, your situation. So, you know, like I said, we all should be very concerned about Betsy DeVos, right? She mm-hmm. is a clear and present danger. But when we look at the bigger threat on a day-to-day basis to our schools and the bigger problem <laughs> of the short-sighted uh, uh, policies of our government in terms of our schools, our state and local governments are important, are more important in, in most cases than the federal government and particularly our state governments. You know, in New York, like in many states, uh, the state constitution guarantees students' right to an education. One thing that many people don't realize is the federal government, actually, the, the constitution has no particular clause that relates to the right to an education. Uh, education has always been uh, the purview of the states, the responsibility of the states. So, our state constitution in New York, as is the case in most uh, states, has an education clause, and that education clause uh, guarantees students uh, that you know it says that the state will create a system of free and public schools to educate the children. Um, that that education clause uh, has been interpreted by our courts to say that the states have an obligation to provide. What uh, our courts have called a sound basic education, also they've called it a meaningful high school education. It's supposed to make sure that that, that everyone has the basic literacy and numeracy, you know, math skills and other skills they need to be functioning citizens uh, in, in in our communities. And that is a right. Uh, and most states have a similar right. There is no right, unfortunately, to an equal education. Right. So if somebody can live in a community that has million dollar homes and have the best schools, Uh, there's nothing that guarantees every kid has that right. But every kid has a right, and this is generally true in almost every state, to a basic level of education, such as what our state has called a sound basic education. And that's what our state's been failing to provide here in New York, and what our governor, in this case, a Democrat. So, you know, it's not just the Republicans, you know, who are the grizzly bears. It's also the Democrats like, Uh, In our case, Andrew Cuomo, who, you know, his father was sort of a a liberal lion, uh, but the the son is is cut from a different bolt of cloth. And uh, he has, you know, his policies actually have a lot of comparability to some of the things that Donald Trump has talked about on education and some of the things we might expect from, from Betsy DeVos.
0: Um, yeah, so you guys have recently released a report, right? Um, just looking at, and, and, and let me just get this up so I can get this right. So it's, it's alternative facts and historical fiction, fact checking governor Cuomo on school aid, um, and, and just from the press release here, it's, it's the report looks at, uh, uh, uh the pattern of falsehoods and distortions by the governor and his administration. It seems like basically to circumvent. Actually fulfilling the requirements um, of the settlement of the of the settlement from 2000 and what, six, six, seven?
1: 2006, 2006 seven 2000, 2007 was actually the the final the action that settled it by the governor. Okay, so ten years it's been, um, and you know Governor Cuomo came in office um, in 2011, and uh, he has done everything he can to try. <laughs> excuse me, um, take a little drink here. He's done everything he can to try and ignore that uh, the, the, that settlement. What that, it, it's called the campaign for fiscal equity. And like many states, we've had lawsuits that parents brought. So parents sued the state, parents from New York City sued the state and said that the state was failing to meet its constitutional obligation to provide a sound basic education. Um, the courts uh, held up, uh, the, they, 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 they supported uh, the parents, they, the parents won in court and the courts ordered the governor and the legislature to provide the funding necessary. Uh, the governor and the legislature determined that statewide, that meant we need an increase of $5.5 billion, that's billion with a B, $5.5 billion increase in school funding from the state to our local schools with the vast majority of that going to high needs communities. Uh, and schools, and uh, for two years they met that obligation uh, making it was a four year process to phase up to the to the increase. so they they made the first two down payments and then they stopped uh, when the economy uh, tanked. And when Governor Cuomo came in, he basically tried to other. Un- now I want to you know be clear the implications of this fifty eight percent of this money. of this money is owed to black and brown students in New York and Governor Cuomo uh, simply is trying to repeal his obligation to provide that funding. But he says he's not, he says he's not and that's just not factual. That's why he called it an alternative fact because it's really fiction.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, early early on speaking to um to uh Jasmine and um the two representatives that were on my show before and and speaking to um to uh oh my god, I forgot the name. Yeah. <laughs> speaking to your team, all right? <laughs> yeah, well yeah, um speaking it seems it, it, at this point it just seems malicious. I, 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 again, this is just me speaking. I'm not trying to put words in anybody's mouth. It's one thing to say, okay, we got hit with this bill. Uh, we're going fi- to try to find a way to pay it. But it's, at this point, it's, it seems as if they're purposely uh, just finding a reason not to pay it. This is New York. New York has money. New York has plenty of money, right? It always does and always will. A Wall Street, right, that is right there in the city. There's no reason in the world they, don't, they can't pay this with a small tax somewhere on something. It seems like they've chosen just to ignore this thing and And as you brought up, the the race issue is very, very important here. These are children uh, 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 it's not just race, of course, it's class, of course, there's poor children, children of color who have um, historically been left out you know of, of of gaining gaining ground using education. And then you come to the point where okay, somebody has pointed out to you an error in the ways of your state, and then they they they've put a price tag on that error and have completed a court case with you and you settled. It's time to pay. And at this point, you can't call it anything but malicious. It's just, again, this is Michael Redwine speaking. I'm not trying to put words in anybody's mind.
1: Well, we ought to get you to come, come up to, to New York and say the same thing, because <laughs> you hit the nail on the head here. <laughs> this is intentional, OK? Yeah. yeah. And we have uh, 15 women of color members of the legislature who started a petition um which is available on our website which i'll tell you that website is uh, www.aqeny.org um they started a petition by 15 women of color in the state legislature calling out the fact that uh this, uh, this, the failure to fund uh, the schools in this way perpetuates systemic racism in the education system. So it certainly is a is an economic issue and a class issue, but there's is no question about it. This is an issue of, of racial injustice and, uh, and 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 perpetuating systemic racism. So um, we need Governor Cuomo to step up to the plate. We need him to finally admit that this funding is needed. He has all kinds of arguments he uses to try to get around this, uh, but the bottom line is really this. If we go into our schools, we can see, we can see schools where students are are not uh, getting art and music and physical education uh, at the frequency that they should be and it is the state standard. Um, We can see uh, schools where Classrooms of elementary school students have thirty children or more in the classroom. Where libraries have had to reduce their hours uh, and and shut down on some days of the week. Um, This is New York State. Uh, This is a state that Governor Cuomo likes to say is a progressive beacon to to uh, the whole nation. Well, you know, let's put some honesty to that. You know, and we have huge inequality because at the same time we have the best schools in the country, in our public school system, which are amazing and can compete with any school in the world, but those are all in uh, wealthy suburban communities, Uh, and uh, so there's huge inequality. This would not close the inequality gap entirely, but what it would do is ensure that every student has access to a quality of education that the Constitution in New York State guarantees, and there's really no excuse uh, on any front not to do it it's just a design. there's the lack of political will by the governor to actually deliver for our school children is the problem.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, one of the things that that uh, when I had the folks on my show, uh, some of your folks on my show was one of the things that that really stood out was that um, the word on the street is is that uh the the governor Kwabo wants to wants to run for president. And he and and in this in this environment he needs to prove his his uh progressive bona fides as it, as, it, as it were and that you know that may be something that could be leveraged but i don't know it, again it, this seems malicious it seems like you know i'm not paying cuz i don't want to you know that that sort of thing so i don't know if that can be leveraged but it's it's something that maybe you can hook you can put a hook into but you're just going to take a lot more coverage than, than our little shows <laughs> you know and so but um, i'm i'm hoping that um, some side of some sort of momentum external to um, to the state of New York, that could pressure him from the outside, because he seems to be—he um, seems to be impervious to to uh, pressure from inside the state. Not to say that you you guys aren't doing a great job of what you're doing, but it seems to me it is—it's you know again, he's just not doing what he's supposed to be doing.
1: Well, I, I think getting getting the word out nationally is really important, and mm-hmm. there's no Absolutely. question he's sort of positioning himself. He'd like to see himself—you know—he's trying to brand himself as a progressive. He hasn't really earned it, but he's more concerned about uh, the uh, soundbite and the press release that says he's a progressive than he is about the reality. So, which is why mm-hmm. it is the report uh, that we issued is focused on alternative facts, which is, we all know is a, a phrase first coined by the Trump administration when they uh, wanted to explain <laughs> why why it was mm-hmm. the alternative fact. So it's called alternative, mm-hmm. and it's fact-checking Governor Cuomo, and it does find that there is an absolute, on these issues of school funding, there's a pattern of of falsehoods and distortions uh, intentionally used to create a narrative that's different than reality. And, uh, you know, he wants to say that he's a a leader on uh, public education, he's doing great things, but the facts are are quite different.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. So we do need people to get the word out all over the country. People need to be aware that, you know, uh, this gentleman may be coming to your state in the future and saying, you know, please, you know, listen to what I have to say. Look at my track record. Well, here's his track record. And we're mm-hmm. not doing this for that purpose. We're doing this because we need to get the results here in New York that our school children need. Uh, but we That's also, true. you know, it's important, you know, that, that, that as we look at uh, this election nationally and what happened, mm-hmm. we do have to take some different strategies if we're gonna have a different outcome than what happened this time, if we're gonna actually have the, the progressive world we need, one that's based on racial and economic justice, uh, then we need to take some different approaches to politics than uh, we've taken in the past.
0: Absolutely. I I like how the report is laid out. Um, Just to talk a little bit about the report specifically because you guys, you have it like you said, alternative facts. You have you just have the flat out like like false statements that have been made by Governor Cuomo. Right. Or members Mm -hmm. of his administration. But then you also have the alternative facts. And then you have to lay it out like what the actual fact is. Right. So like one of the assertions you have here is there are two education systems in this state, not public, private one for the rich and one for the poor and they're both public systems, Governor Cuomo in his recent state, state of the state. And he said this is a, this was rated a true statement, actually. According to the Education Trust, New York State has the second largest spending gap in the nation between rich and poor. That's, like you said, for a progressive state, the, this progressive beacon having the second largest spending gap in the nation. New York City itself also has some of some issues with racial segregation, economic segregation in public schools as well. Um, you know, the spending gap has grown to record levels under Co- Governor Cuomo at nine thousand seven hundred ninety six dollars per pupil, a sustained 10 percent increase in funding, which the foundation aid would provide is proven to result in increases in graduate graduation rates, family income and adult poverty. So, I, I mean, even though that was a true one, I, I point out, I was trying to skim through and find one of the falsehoods and found the true one instead. But I like <laughs> the way it's laid out. the the report and stuff let's just talk just a little bit more kind of like 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 you said you the the point is to point out the alternative facts the falsehoods to really get down to the meat the potatoes of the issues and 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 cut through like like where the distortions are happening so what are some of the primary areas of focus like for those who might review this report or, or and then how can we use this for further action Sure, and if you want to get a copy of the report, you can go to our website and get it there. It's obvious. go ahead, Again, yeah, it. definitely. Say it loud, say it proud. <laughs> it's,
1: uh, www.aqe.ny.org. Mm-hmm. You can see the report. You can also sign the petition from the uh, window of color legislators I mentioned before. Um, and uh, so, so the report, like I like the one you cited. That is a true statement that, that we have the um, the uh, the, the, that, we, that The governor has said that we have, like, that we have two systems of education, uh, one for the rich and one for the poor, and that they're both public. The problem is he hasn't done anything about it. He likes to act like he's done something about it, but he hasn't done anything about it. He'll do a boutique program to create uh, after school for one half of 1% of the children in the whole state, one half of 1%. And he'll say he's done something revolutionary. You know, uh, in fact, here's another one of the, the the distortions he used. He he said when he uh, announced an after-school program a few years ago, he said, "We'll provide after-school for every school district in the state. Any, if if the if you want to opt in, we'll pay for it." Well, and like I said, he offered enough money to provide uh, after-school for one half of one percent students in the state. That is not saying we'll provide it for everywhere in the state. He, uh, as it relates to um, recently, and this is one of the ones we document, he recently had uh, one of his representatives write an, uh, an opinion editorial article in the New York Daily News which uh, said that you know he used to be the um, budget director under a former governor, which is true, uh, but he said, so I know what happened when they enacted this funding uh, for the schools, it wasn't really to settle the court case. Well, <laughs> you know, that's interesting that he said that then. Uh, that was an alternative fact, also known as a falsehood. We actually call that one historical fiction because <laughs> he had a uh, a quote from the same uh, person when he was actually that budget director at the time. And at that time, he said, this uh reform was enacted in order to settle the the campaign for fiscal equity lawsuit. So, you know, you, you know, there's a number of contradictions. Uh the governor has said and he's distorted the amount of money that uh, school aid has increased under his term by his first year in office he he cut uh, made massive cuts to our schools that disproportionately hurt the poorest. Um so he distorted that that fact. Um he uh he, he's tried to hold himself up as I've made the biggest increases in history. You know, that's like, okay, it, you know, uh, 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 there's a couple problems with that. The first is, right, uh, he says we spend more on education than we ever have in the past. Well, when I go to the grocery store, I spend more on a gallon of milk than I ever have in the past, too. I'm still getting the same gallon of milk. Yep. Costs yep. go up. So Absolutely. if you compare this year's dollars with the dollars from 10 years ago, that's a distortion, right? When we look on an annual basis, on an annual basis, Governor Spitzer, who was in office when the settlement to the to this court case was enacted, he made increases that were three times as large as the ones by Governor Cuomo, uh, and, and and that's not even accounting for inflation. So uh, that that's you know he's there's a, so there's a lot of ways in which you know needless to say he writes a good press release. He puts out a good soundbite; it makes him sound good. But we need to dig under that and look at the facts. So that's exactly what we've done. In each case, we lay out, this is the statement, the direct quote or the assertion that they repeatedly made from the governor and his, his representatives. And then we dig down there and we pull up either statements that they've made previously or the facts that, um, uh, that examine how much funding they put in or examine um, what steps they've taken and we, in most cases, disprove them, uh, except there the are two at the end which were uh, true. One of which was uh, the one you mentioned already, uh, Noah, which is the, 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 the huge in- inequality in our schools, uh, which they haven't done anything about. And the other was uh, when the governor said that his increases are just uh, to address inflation. So he's not even trying to improve the schools that need improvement. Inflation only lets true schools tread water and what good is it to tread water if you're drowning mhm yeah
2: i i i'm looking at this list so i'm going to um, well first let me ask you on this list what is the what is oops sorry <laughs> what is in 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 your experience what what, on, what are what of, of the amazing things on this list what what which one stands out to you most and uh, and i guess adjacent to that is if you if you could if there's one thing on here that could make the biggest possible
1: impact, what would that be? When, when you say the list, you mean the distortions. The distortions, made? yeah. The distortions, yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I think I think the 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 first the first one in there, which we have, which is that the uh, uh, when his representative said that uh, the 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 funding proposed was never mm-hmm. uh, met to meant to meet the constitutional standard of the uh, of New York State Constitution. Uh, 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 pursuant to the campaign for fiscal equity lawsuit, mm-hmm. that is the biggest distortion of all. And that has the biggest impact because, mm-hmm. you know, there is this myth, as I said earlier, that uh, it's not about the money. It's very popular to say that, right? Mm-hmm. But the research proves that is wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are two uh, recent studies, done, very comprehensive studies, a uh, um, professor in Northwestern, uh, combined with a professor uh, from California uh, and another, uh, Richard Rothstein and some others, uh, both of which showed that money matters uh, tremendously. One of them showed that when you have a sustained increase in funding for public education of 10 percent, in other words, that 10 percent increase is in place throughout a child's education, years of education. Mm-hmm an 11% increase in graduation rates and a 9.5% increase in, um, in, their, in their earnings uh, as adults. Um, so that is a really comprehensive study. Another really comprehensive study found that it is the biggest predictor, uh, more funding is the biggest predictor of educational outcomes. The more, if you put the funding in, the improvement. So um, there is a myth that people have perpetuated uh, of that money doesn't matter. The reason they perpetuate that myth is because they don't want to spend the money mm-hmm. on everybody's kids. You know, it is yes. people, uh, it is the wealthiest 1% and not all of them, but the ones who are, have a conservative agenda, uh, who are perpetuating this myth and they don't want to spend the money and they have politicians, both Democrats, like Andrew Cuomo and you know Republicans like Donald Trump who will who will say those lines for them, mm-hmm. you know. But the bottom line is that uh, it's just a falsehood. It's not true. Money matters a great deal. If it didn't matter, we wouldn't have politicians sending their their children to private schools that are spending forty thousand dollars a year on on the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I, um, you know, I. I you talk to, I often talk to people, I often have,
2: I'm, I'm in Alabama, so I often have discussions with conservatives. And, and, you know, one of the biggest arguments has always been as far as education concerned for me is, you know, if, if you're truly a fiscal conservative, the economic multiplier for education spending, I think it's like seven, seven times, you get seven times the economic activity for every dollar you spend, $7 for every dollar you spend in, of economic, in, in, every dollar you spend on education, you get $7 of economic activity. That is a no brainer as far as as far as how to spend your money. And, I, and if you're a truly a fiscal conservative, that's what you should be looking for, right? And, and I can't, I, I, there is no logical argument not to do these things, especially with our economy failing the, way, failing the way it is. I mean, I know we're in recovery, but most, the majority of people haven't felt that recovery. So I, I just, I'm not even going to get into those fictions. Right. So yeah, so so what is your view on that? How do how do you explain this to people that don't believe this money should be spent on 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 children?
1: Well, I I think that there is uh the argument you make is quite compelling. The the mm-hmm. economic argument that is mm-hmm. definitely a, a compelling argument. Um you know, interesting thing is I I think there's also the moral argument. You know, these are our mm-hmm. children, this is our future. Um Absolutely. then of course we have a constitutional argument uh that is existing in most states, um, but the thing is, it's really interesting. Is that uh, you know, the polls show? Uh, you know that the general public feels the biggest problem facing our schools is a lack of adequate funding, um, mm-hmm. and uh, so and that cuts across political lines. Um, you know the problem is uh, really uh, not so much the general public as it is uh, a small group of politically active, uh, I'm not not joking, when I say they're billionaires, a lot of them are uh, hedge fund managers um, uh, who uh, uh, have looking for both ways to profit, but also pushing an ideological agenda that's damaging to our public schools. Um, So uh, that's the real source of the problem. And then they have politicians who, you know, they can, you know, be their big donors, and essentially they'll carry their water on mm-hmm. these issues. So that's the real problem. Not so much uh, convincing the general public. If all we had to mm-hmm. do was convince the general public, we would win in a in a slam dunk here in New York. The true. Polls show so that, true. But that is a national uh, those national polls as well. Um, it, it the problem is that we have resistance from politicians, including our governor here in New York, who is not listening to what the public believes and wants.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is a tough fight. I mean, I'm glad to see that you that you folks are are on this and and fighting every step of the way. And I I I I guess the next question is what's what's the next step? What what is what is what is? I know this doesn't go through till April. The actual budget doesn't doesn't get voted on till April. I think it is. So what do you guys? What do you folks do from here?
1: Sure. Well, March 31st is the last day, and uh, Noah told me she's coming. March the 4th, because we have a, a march.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Noah loves the march. She got a comfortable shoes. she ready to rock and roll.
1: <laughs> and we're going to get some you know, love from Atlanta. Uh, so, so she's coming. We're having the march all over the state, in local communities, all over the state. People mm-hmm. will be marching on that day uh, for educational justice. And uh, demanding that the state uh, delivers the funding that's necessary. So that's that's the big thing that's coming up. March 4th, we invite people from anywhere in the country to come. Um, but in the meantime, we have other things that, that we're doing. Um, uh, you know, We are bringing people to Albany to lobby our legislators. We're doing lobby visits in our local communities. Uh, we have the petition I mentioned on our website. So there are multiple opportunities. Okay.
2: All right, so uh, we'll, we'll 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 direct people to your to your website. This is going to be on on my channel and and Noah's channel. Um, So um, I'm trying to think. I had a question in my head. Noah, you got anything?
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. So just just in further, no 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 no, things just started. You know how it is with kids. You know, and yeah, this is not my it, normal night, so it's okay. Yeah. But 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 just just again, as we're moving forward and we have the budget. So what are some what are some steps that people can take like right now to help? Sure.
1: Okay, well, if you're um, not in New York state, you can still get involved. If you are in New York state, there's different things you can do. So I'll start with folks who are not in New York state. You can go to our website um, and you can, uh, one thing is you can you can sign the petition that I mentioned that's, uh, at www.a-q-e-n-y.org. um but you can shameless also plug. It's all right. It's all right. Absolutely, <laughs> shameless plugs. Uh, you know that the the movement's too important not to get absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and uh, you can also send uh, through our website emails to our elected officials, the governor. And our state senate, which is also a problem, we have a Democratic assembly which is very good on these issues. We have a, a Republican senate, which is uh, we got problems with. Um, probably not as big a problem as with the governor, but we still got problems. So people can send emails. The the petition I mentioned, by the way, is co-hosted by the by Color of Change. So there, you know, we've got about eleven thousand signatures on it already. That's cool. um, So we're looking for more. Um, and uh, Color of Change has been a real ally for us on on a number of these issues, this is one. Um, So (laughs) that's one thing people can do. People (laughs) can go on Twitter and tweet about this. You know, they can come, look on our Facebook page, Alliance for Quality Education New York, and find posts that they can repost. Um, If you're in New York state, you know, uh, send us an email uh, and we'll connect you up with people in your local community So you can join the march on March 4th. So you can uh, join lobby visits with your legislators. Um, You know, you can send letters to the editor, all of those things. So uh, please reach out if you're in uh, wherever you are, if you want more information, but especially if you're in New York State, uh, please, please reach out and we'll connect you directly uh, to the fight here. But otherwise, a lot of online activity can be done. Okay.
2: Great, great, great. All right, we'll 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 um we'll before we get out of here because Ben's Ben's coming on early tonight. Do you have anything else to add to that?
1: No, I just think this is a really important moment as you know we talked at the Absolutely. early part of the show that you know Betsy DeVos is uh is a real a real real threat to our public schools, but we have to keep our eyes on on uh everyone. In this case, our governor, uh Andrew Cuomo is, is a problem. Uh we have to all work together. The truth is that to Create the public education system and the and and uh, that we need and our children deserve, and to create the um, the world we need and our families deserve. We have to all work together. We have to you know put our voices together. Uh, look in our hearts. Look in our minds. We have the solutions, uh, but we have to make our our politicians uh, you know bring those solutions uh, to our schools, to our communities, to our families. All right. Great. So how can people get in contact with you uh, uh, in, in the future there, Billy? Sure. Well, uh, you know, uh, I'll give you uh, my email address, which is uh, b easton that's B-E-A-S-T-O-N at aqen org, And people can contact me at that email address, uh, and we can connect them with Ah, uh, we have uh, staff and and allied organizations uh, in different parts of the state, uh, and we can connect them up. If you're in another part of the country, we'd love to hear from you as well, and uh, and and you know see how we can collaborate.
2: All right, awesome, awesome.
1: Anoa, you got anything?
0: Anoa. No, sorry about that. I had myself muted. It's it's usually we have a producer, David Grossman, who runs all this stuff for us. So I've been trying to sit here and do this <laughs> and tweet out stuff as well. Um, but no, I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us. And I'm definitely going to retweet out the links to the report and the press release. And and I want to have further conversations. Appreciate you so much, Billy. I'm glad we had this first Absolutely. initial conversation. Hopefully I'll yes. to meet you in New York. But but I wanna keep talking about education. So anyone out there listening, we wanna keep having education is one of the many issues we definitely need, need to ramp up attention and, and support around, right? I mean, there's so many important things going on, but this is definitely one of the ones that's so vital to the success of our families and communities. But I, I just, again, wanna thank you so much and just just keep doing great work. Keep, 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 keep leading the light, shining the light for us. I really feel like, you know, like I said, I think that your words tonight and putting in the context of an actual issue that you're organizing around helps people understand how they be- can begin doing things on the local mm-hmm. level despite having a Betsy DeVos um, Secretary of State mm-hmm. or Secretary of Education. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, all right. it's all right. Secretary <laughs> of Education. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You guys have really been
1: great hosts, and I, I really appreciate the opportunity to come on the show tonight and, and talk with you and your listeners. Hopefully we'll, we'll talk to you, you. again soon, Billy. Thank you. Um, okay,
0: bye so bye. yeah, so this this video, this again, the video will also go up on the Louisa Project uh, YouTube page. It is on mine, The Way of Fanoa. It'll also go under one of our, not sure which one, but it'll, it'll go. Well, I'll upload the video onto Ben's channel right. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to, it'll be on my podcast. So it'll be on I iTunes. So listen, so yeah, share, my share, podcast share. as well. Everybody share, share, share. Later.
1: The link mm-hmm. you say the same link you already sent me, right, Anoa?
0: It should it should still work. If it doesn't, then I'll update and send you the new the uh, okay, new. Stuff. We'll we'll make sure it gets
1: tweet. We'll make sure it gets tweeted and posted at posted, you know, tweeted out and posted uh, and all that. So, excellent. Yeah,
0: right. keep doing keep doing excellent work, and let's have more conversations. Appreciate absolutely.
2: you. Absolutely, absolutely. It comes up. The key. I'm Sorry, I forgot her name. Uh, that's all right.
0: <laughs> no, thank you for that. Oh, no. believe- as much I'm as sorry. you work with her. Yeah, I'm sorry. I drew a blank.
2: It's one of those days. It was a, it all was right. traffic messed me up. Yeah. Anyway, all right. All right. Good night, you guys. Thank you. Good, good night, night everybody. Bye bye. Thanks, Billy. Thanks, Anoa.